The Providence College Friars. Top for the crossover. The Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome everybody to another episode of the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, that's at Crier. Read our blog, com. Join with me as always, we have BOC in the house. Follow him on Twitter, at BOC all day. Today is Tuesday, March 21st. And, um, you know, we're a little over 24 hours. Since the Cooley decision, uh, Ed Cooley, after 12 years, no longer the coach at Providence College. Um, you know, we we've been I've been hosting spaces the last three days, uh, getting the, the fallout and the fan reaction. And listen, man, th- this is just a shitty, shitty thing. At the end of the day, it is. It's. There's, I'm at a loss for words because it's such a complex feeling you have. I think the initial feeling is, especially with the way Cooley handled it, where it was apparent that he was talking with Georgetown during the season, whether it was him or his agent. The point is he gave it the green light instead of saying, no, we're focusing on the Providence season, which he should have been doing as a coach of Providence College. He should have said, if if this is going to be something we entertain, uh, we'll do it after the season. So it was clear he was talking with Georgetown, he and or his agent. This seemed to be in the works for a lot longer than he let on. And to make to put the cherry on top, he is going to a conference rival in Georgetown. The fact that if he were to leave to a Texas, to a UCLA, to a uh, I'm just throwing out arbitrary names, uh, Oregon, we would have said 95% of the fans would have said, ah, that stinks. You know, we love Cooley. He's a hometown hero, but I get it. It's a bigger state school type program. We understand. The fact that it was to a conference rival blows my mind. Um, I think Val Ackerman and the 80s in general and the, the presidents need to suit thing, smooth things over because there is definitely going to be some bad blood moving forward in the Big East Conference a conference that prided itself on cohesion and unity and working together. And, you know, after, after the uh, power football conferences started to realign many years ago, the biggies ended up surviving because of the collaboration. And now that seems like that's out the window. So it's, this is a long winded conversation here, but there's so many different layers to this, that it's one of the weirdest coaching decisions I've ever seen in my entire life of following sports. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, th- when this was all going down, I-, I was willing to give Cooley the benefit of the doubt on a lot of this. Like, oh, it's not a distraction. 
oh, I haven't had contact with Georgetown. And you know what? Maybe he technically didn't have, you know, contact specifically himself with Georgetown. But this was, he knew this was going on. He knew that this was the move he was going to make long before he made it. Um, you know, it's kind of sucks for him that, um, you know, the internet's a powerful thing and, um, you know, his, his housing, his house going on the market spread like wildfire. Uh, Brendan McGare of the, the, um, times, I believe, um, sorry if I didn't get that right, but, um, you know, he found the, the, the sale agreement or whatever to put it on and it signed three, three, that would be three days after Providence played at Georgetown and the night before Providence laid an absolute egg against Seton Hall. Um, and really quick, Mike and I, I think throughout our entire thing doing this, we have never claimed to be insiders or have scoops. We maybe know a little bit more than the average Providence, you know, avid fan, but it's not as if we're, you know, on the inside here. This is all us speculating and connecting the dots, but yeah, I'm a dot connector. Yeah, we're, we're we're great at connecting the dots. We the jump to conclusion, Matt. Um, it's there. There, it's not a coincidence that the team start to fall apart in early March, and now everything's coming out. And the the weird thing is, we and I'm guilty of this. I think you are to a certain extent, maybe not as much as me. We we railed on the players, um, saying they were not playing well. You know and- who else railed on the players? Cooley. Ed Cooley. And, but hey, maybe. I came up in the spaces last night and I was like, oh my God, I I totally forgot about it. Dude, maybe the players knew about it and they they stopped caring. The, what made, what makes, not made, what makes Cooley so great is the edge and grittiness and how he perpetually has a chip on his shoulder. That aggression left. I don't, I don't care what you say. The team we saw the past month plus was a different team than any Ed Cooley team we ever had. And maybe when you're not completely focused on your team, this is what happens. Oh, it's it's absolutely what happens. And, you know, listen, it's a good move for the Big East, right? If you think of it. Cooley can bring Georgetown back from the dead. You got Rick Pitino going to St. John's. And we'll talk about some candidates in a moment. You know, some some of my dot connecting with Rick Pitino turned out to not be true. Um, but, you know, for um, like for Val Ackerman to kind of not do anything about this, to me, so, it's kind of sickening because, like, listen, I get it's great for the Big East. On the flip side, is it really good for the Big East to have presidents of other schools working these deals? Well, that program, by the way, has like two wins and sucks, and then you're going to sabotage and hijack a season of one of your better teams in the conference? Like, that's ridiculous. Um, Yeah, so really quick, I was going to disagree with you in that I don't think it is good for the Big East. Yes, Georgetown might be elevated. They likely will. Um, Maybe Providence takes a step back. We don't know that yet. This is all hyperbole and hypotheticals. Um, but. It's not good that the presidents are going behind each other's back. Like the Big East is a very, 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 very unique conference. And this seems like it went out the window with this whole transgression by Georgetown. And just one thing I think Ackerman actually did 
step in and speak with the AD and the president. And the AD said, we hear you, but we're still going to move ahead. That's what I've heard. So that's that's even worse. And I've heard some not so great things about their leadership over at Georgetown. Um, and this aligns with what I've heard. Uh, so again, hey, you got your coach. That's that's all well and good. Um, might be Pennywise pound foolish. That's all I'll say to that. Yeah, and, and listen, like the fans are outraged and deservedly so. Um, I, you know, you have an article out uh, thanking Cooley for his twelve years here. And <laughs> that was, you mentioned that article, that article. That article was not well received. <laughs> it, it certainly wasn't. Just because it's like hard, you know. I, I think, like, listen. You know, on the spaces I tried to be the, the voice of reason, the man of the people. You know, I get people are so pissed off about this. Um, but at the same time, you can't just forget about what happened. You know, you can't forget like what he did to this program. I mean, you know, he, he essentially brought Providence back on the map. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean he's God. That doesn't mean he's the perfect coach. Um, it doesn't mean any of that, but, um, and it doesn't excuse for how he handled it. But I mean, I do think you gotta have, have some sort of gratitude towards the job that he did. And, um, I was impressed with you BFC because I thought about writing that article, but I, I couldn't even stomach myself to do it as much as I wanted to. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward, man. I'm, yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate everything he did. And, this is where the complexity comes. Providence now is night and day compared to where it was when he took the job. And the people who I think are still upset and rightly so will point more to Shanley and Driscoll than Cooley. Them doing that shows that they're still probably emotionally not in a great place. I think Cooley was obviously the reason for that, along with getting everybody on board in the administration and leadership of the school. Um, but Cooley helped elevate this program. So you have to acknowledge that. With all that said, with all that said, he burned. Not only did he burn every single bridge, he pissed on the ashes as you as he walked away from the said bridge. He yeah. he did. He could not have handled this any worse. And I, I'm like, I don't know what was going on in his head. There's a lot of stuff bouncing around. We're not going to even talk about that. Um, but he could not have. He needs a new PR team. He needs a PR team. Because every single thing he should have done, he did the exact opposite. He did every single thing wrong. Even the the, the listing of the house. Like, you tell the realtor, hey, why don't you wait until, like, the end of – I have enough money. Just wait until the end of the month or something. Like, do it after – put it on the market after I take the job. It could not have been any worse, everything he did. And to me, it seems like that's why it was a rushed decision. It seems like – I know Georgetown fans don't want to hear this, and maybe this is me still being, like – a scorned lover of Cooley, but like, I feel like Cooley's not exactly committed to Georgetown. I feel like this is something that, again, not, not commenting on anything. There's some things outside of basketball that are going on that are forcing his hand a little bit here. Um, and I question, I question his complete dedication because he said he's emotionally spent and mentally like he needs a reset. You're making the highest paid salary in the Big East now. You're trying to revive a program that's been dead. Does he think the pressure is going to get easier? No, I know, right? Like, like you're a celebrity in the smallest state uh, in the nation. Instead, you're going to go to D.C. to try and build John Thompson's shoes. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, and 
it's it's wild how some of the media's portrayed this, right? Like you got Goodman and stuff, which I'm not surprised. Um, even Fanta, like we love Fanta. We've had him on a bunch. Um, and we know Fanta's got a great relationship with the Cooley. But like to not admit that he did this wrong is, is literally just ignoring what the people are feeling. Like we saw it on our spaces. And even El Prez, Dave Portnoy from Barstool is now on our side with the crusade. And you know what, BRC? I almost feel like this could actually make the province tra- train stronger uh, is, and more powerful. Is PC now America's team? They might be. Yes, they, they Dude, might be. So I'm, um, I'm a Notre Dame football fan, and this is eerily similar to everything that went down with, like, Brian Kelly. And then when Marcus Freeman got hired, like, never in my life did I think Notre Dame would be, like, the, the media fan favorite and, like, people would be rooting for Notre Dame. But that that happened. And I feel like everybody is going to be rooting for uh, Providence now because they. I think everybody realizes the transgressions. Dude, you even have UConn fans tweeting, like, holy shit, like, this was handled poorly. Yeah. Like, I, I feel bad. Like, I would be whip shit, too. Like, you even got UConn fans doing that. Uh, I've seen Creighton fans do it. Um, a lot of people. And, um, you know, th- that game at the amp when he returns in a Georgetown uh, jumpsuit, it's going to be bad. It's going to be so bad. And, that's, and like, that's, the game, that's, that's the game you leave your wife and kids at home. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and, you know, like, it, it sucks. It sucks that I had to come to this. But at the end of the day, he decided to handle it this way. So he's got to deal with the consequences. He, um, he did it to himself. It's the saying, F around and find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. Oh, man. Just, like, a lot of emotions. Like, And then also, you know. also let's let's talk about how a day before the Kentucky game, he was zoom zooming with a transfer, uh, Eddie Lampkin, and Eddie Lampkin commits to Cooley hours after he takes the Georgetown job. So, again, I get you recruit players commit to a uh, coach, maybe not necessarily a school, which I vehemently disagree with that approach, but it is what it is. Um, so, was Cooley recruiting for Georgetown while he was the Providence coach? That's Again, it adds to the sleaziness of it. It's it's all optics, and it certainly seems that way. And like uh, and again, Eddie and again, Lincoln, for the record, though, he did refute that he's not committed. But you got to think again as connecting some dots here. Uh, you got to think Cooley was like, bro, like, why did you just do that? Like, this goes back to the point, though. Every single thing he could have done, he did it in the worst possible manner. Like, yeah. it makes me think I could be a high level like D one basketball coach if the way he's handling these things. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be bad, and it's going to take a lot of time for this community to forgive Ed Cooley, and honestly, it might not even happen, which, again, is a shame. Like, it, like I think that's an important thing. Like, it's a shame, but, you know, is what it is. All right, let's kind of move towards some of the fallout with this, um, not not just, like, the fan fallout, but for the actual basketball team. Uh, Garway Duall decommits from Providence. Smartest man in the room, by the way. He knew. He knew. I, hey. and how funny is this, BOC? You always thought it was like, oh, this guy's decommitting because he wants the bag. And maybe he does. Maybe he does. Um, this guy's not going to come here because like, he's going to have all these other suitors. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but but maybe the whole time it was he knew that Cooley wasn't going to stay. Dude, yeah. Maybe just, Cooley fucking recruited him to Georgetown. No, you you just you hope that it doesn't come out that like, hey, I didn't sign because I, I had some questions about Cooley going to another place. Because yeah. if that come, if that come, oh, I mean, he can't he can't do anything worse. <laughs> like he can't. I don't know. I don't know what else he can do to worse it, uh, worsen his stance in Rhode Island and Providence fans. But hey, maybe there's another level lower he can go. Yeah, um, and then so he decommits. Today we got the news that Drew Fielder also is decommitting slash requesting release of his uh, national letter of intent. And that one, that one, really quick, that one kills me because yeah. you don't find many six eleven. Apparently, he's six eleven now, six ten, six eleven. You yeah. don't find many guys that big who can stroke it from deep like he can, and also can take it off the dribble. I compared him to Noah Horkler. He's a taller Horkler who has more of a uh, back to the well, basket game skill set. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like I, I, I forget about the rankings. I think Duall's going to be amazing as well. I think I think Fielder's going to be if he came to Providence would have been a two-time all Big East type player, which uh, kills me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, he, and, he, and he fills a massive, he filled a massive hole in our roster. He was yeah. going to walk, he was going to walk in as a true fresh, freshman and at a minimum 15 minutes at a minimum, if not. Yeah, more. Right. I, I would, you know, if we were previewing the season, which now we, everything's in shambles. Like we literally have to redo our recruiting primer. We literally have to redo our transfer portal primer. Thanks a lot, Ed, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I, I would see him as a 15 minute guy, like your, your Ed Crosswell role in year one. So, um, but then I do want to bring up the point. I hope the school doesn't try and hold any of these guys hostage. They shouldn't. No, no. Cause it's not their fault. Um, and you know, you know, you shouldn't have to punt. I mean, the you know, these guys are future players, but I, I think the current student athletes at Providence College suffered enough, right? Like, if they want to leave, let them, I, I would say. I would hope they would try and give the next coaching candidate, you know, hear his pitch before deciding anything. Yeah. And it kind of seems like that may be happening. Um, you know, you see him from players, and then I got to shout out Corey Floyd Jr.'s uh, – um, it was his uncle, right? Came on hey, Eric last night. Yeah, relative. Awesome. I, forget, I forget the exact connection, but shout out conflicted Eric. That guy made me want to run through a brick wall. Um, yeah, but but he I, said I, still, I, still, I still might run through a brick wall. I, you <laughs> just don't know. Um, you know, he he uh, he said the players are crushed, and you've seen it on Twitter with some of their reactions. Like, yeah, this is just really really tough. Um, but I guess let's kind of finish this episode with kind of breaking down some of the candidates that have been discussed already. Uh, well, really, really quick, really uh, quick. Yeah. I, I think one of the most vital things, whoever is signed, he, he needs to retain the core of this roster. So we already know Bynum is going to the transfer portal. Again, yeah. I, maybe he goes to Georgetown. I have no idea. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, but if he can retain, because remember, we were talking about this team and I stand by it. If this team returns their core, and for, let's forget about the freshman class, if they retor- return Pierre, Boyd Jr., Carter, Hopkins, and then you could fill it with transfers, 
That's an NCAA tournament team. That is a team that is preseason top three in the Big East with just those four players. I really do feel that way. Um, Hopkins has a chance to be a preseason All-American. Carter's going to be preseason All-Conference. You start with the, that two du- that duo on your team, hell, roll the ball out, and I, I like us against any team in the Big East and in the country, to be honest. So this is why the hire needs to be pretty quick. I'm not saying rush the hire, but you need to be decisive in your actions, and it seems like that's what's transpiring if you read the tea leaves. I think we should, by the time this is out, there might actually be a coach named, um, if not tomorrow morning. Um, but if he can retain even the, just those two players, he's already a success in my book. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who they choose. So some of the names that are coming out now, um, Tim English, uh, it's it, I, I feel like I'm getting old. BFC. He's a year older than me. He's your age. He's literally your age. Uh, is, is he? Yeah. He's why, haven't, why haven't I gotten a call yet? That and I, 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 are you putting your hat in the ring, BOC, to, yeah. to uh, be the next coach? Uh, no, but seriously, uh, Kim English has he played for Missouri? Um, he's a really good player at Missouri. Uh, point guard played in the NBA. Um, and then, you know, he's cut his teeth in, uh, you know, the, the coaching rankings a, a little bit, you know, assistant at, I believe, Tulsa. And then um, he was also at Missouri and then Tennessee before yep. taking on George Mason two years ago. His first year wasn't that successful. And then his second season, able to get um, the Patriots, right? Yeah. The Patriots are 20 and 11 record um, and, you know, a, a good season. And, you know, listen, I, I've said this on space. And I think you'll agree with me too. You kind of felt like Providence with the commitment that they can make would want to make a big splash. And maybe Kim English doesn't do that right off the, like doesn't do that. And that's not the reaction that we get. And, but, but I'm warming up to him. I, I think it would be good. Um, yeah, I think everything I've read is he's a player's coach, which, you know me, I'm old school. I think there's a good and bad to that. Um, I kind of like a disciplinarian on the sideline. Um, but it seems like that's the movement, the youth movement, especially with coaches these days, is being more of a player's coach. That helps with recruiting. Um, I think he has recruiting chops. That's what I've uh, I've read and heard about. The fact that there's a reason why he's being considered, because I think initial initially you would say, why the heck is this guy even being considered? He has Providence ties with Rick Barnes. Um, also, Brad Steve- Rick Barnes blessed the hire for us to do it. Yeah, that's great. And then he has ties with Rick Barnes too, right? Or I'm, I'm sorry, not Rick Barnes, Brad Stevens. Um, Brad, Brad Steve- I think there was something, some type of ties with the Celtics or something along those lines. I forget. No, I, I, I heard that Providence reached out to Stevens to see, like, get a yeah, sense. And I think, and I think he advice. gave a, I think he gave a blessing as well. Um, so he's getting all the right blessings. And if you're looking at, at this objectively, you would say, hey, Providence is right on the precipice of being a sweet 16 or better type team. I, I, I really do feel that way. So why would you hire Kim English? And I think what I've heard, and it's the jury's still out, is he's building something at George Mason. And if this same thing happened a year from now, we probably wouldn't be able to get him. So they are gambling on his trajectory. And it's it, it's probably a good gamble, but who knows? Kyle Neptune was supposed to be – Kyle Neptune is the 
same exact thing. A young black guy who is known as a player's coach, who was at coaching at the mid-major level, didn't have a ton of success. And what happened? He had a team that was 100 times better than Providence and Villanova this year, and they fell flat on their face. I know it's because of injuries and everything. So there's a risk, right? Like call it what it is. There's a huge risk. But if it hits, it hits in a big way because he'll be able to get into everybody's living room and nail recruiting classes. And uh, BLC, but the one difference between Neptune and English would be Neptune was a very successful college basketball player and played in the NBA. You know, I think that stuff matters. You mean uh, you mean English, not Neptune? Well, the difference between yeah, the difference between Neptune and English is is that English yeah was a star basketball player at Missouri, played in the NBA, uh, and really, you know, Neptune only had one year at um Fordham and it wasn't a great year. This yeah. guy had two. He went from not so great year to to really What was his what was his first year at? They were bad, I think. Like under five hundred bad? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But but this year uh, you said they were twenty and eleven? Yes, correct. And so like but but Neptune was under five hundred bad at, at Fordham his first year. And granted that's a tough place to coach at, but like I don't know. I, I think yeah, there his, is a slight his, difference. His, his replacement's doing well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Ergo. Uh, and, you know, but, but I agree. It's, it's still a massive gamble, but maybe one, I think the rewards of it could be a home run. Yeah. And maybe you do that. You know, maybe that's the move. But some of the other names, um, names that were tossed out uh, on the premium boards, Billy Donovan and Rick Pitino. That turned out to be full of shit. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, well, I don't think Pitino was, but. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. I do think, you know, Pitino might have been waiting. But I think for Pitino, the fact that Shanley was pushing for him hard, the fact that he got the billionaire saying that he, he, he'd contribute all these funds to St. John's yeah. if they got Rick Pitino, that was a deal breaker. But Billy Donovan was always going to be a pipe dream, and they're using him as advice for who they should hire, not bring him back, which would have been cool. But I do think there's a little risk in him too, in a sense. Granted, he's coaching the NBA, but he's been away from the college game for, for a long time now. So, I mean, look at, look at look at Thad Mata, right? right Thad exactly. Mata, maybe not the exact success as Donovan or not close to it, but he still had a ton of success in college and he's finding a lot of trouble at Butler, not only this year, but the off season already with a plethora of people leaving. Um, so, yeah, just because you had past success doesn't guarantee future success. Um, but Billy D would have been a home run. Um, other ones other ones I'm trying to think out loud. I would have loved to see them go after the Charleston coach and the, no. Colgate, the Colgate coach. I know the Charleston coach is a little bit of a clown, but like. I'm both nose. I'm, I'm both of those guys, even Langle. Langle yeah. to me screams, Kino. screams BC hiring Donahue. Okay, fair enough. Um, the one that would have been a, a monster hire, I think, is Shrewsbury. Yes, and let's talk about that real quick. Ro- yeah. John Rothstein tweeted out that he's becoming the front runner for uh, Notre Dame. Um, and, you know, the thing is with Shrewsbury, and it's interesting that Stevens wouldn't – I think the fact that Stevens wasn't pushing for Shrewsbury at Providence means he knew – that Shrewsbury is a Midwest guy and kind of likes to be out in the Midwest. And that's what I thought too. Um, and, you know, Shrewsbury is a great 
tactical coach. You know, Brad Stevens brought him to the Celtics for a reason. Um, He's a really good coach for sure, but he may not bring that personality um, that that, that Friartown would embrace um, more like a Kim English would. So, It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, another name tossed in an athletic article was Bobby Hurley. Bobby fucking Hurley. I, I don't know what I would do if that happened. I, if, I don't we were, know. If, we, if we were going to get a Hurley brother, Danny, Danny's clearly the better fit for Providence. Our, our fans are a bunch of lunatics. He would fit right in. He, he'd be in the crazy bin with us. Well, I mean, I, I think you're really underestimating Bobby because like he – like Danny had that stuff early this year, right? Where he had the meltdowns and all yeah. that. And then he really settled in. And listen, I don't like either Hurley. I don't like any of the Hurleys, to be honest with you. Uh, but I got to give Dan Hurley his kudos that he's kind of reeled it back a little bit and focused more on his team. And I think that's been helping them uh, in their their recent surge this week 16. Um Bobby Hurley is just as much of a lunatic. And like, I've seen, I'm a Nighthawk. I, I stay up for these Pac-12 games sometimes. I've seen him literally lose games over 10 minutes. Like literally lose the team a game over 10 minutes. I love, and Hurley, and Hurley, and Dan Hurley rather, like he's gotten bad to tease, he's gotten tossed, um, whatever. But like, the other one is just as crazy. Like you're really underestimating Bobby. He's a lunatic too. But like, I don't know. I, I think I could warm up to it, but like, ah, that'd be bad. Like, could you imagine the Hurley brothers going at it on the sidelines in the game? And then like hugging no, and kissing after the game? Like, yeah, no, no thanks. Yeah. The other, yeah. the other name, the other name I heard, and I, I heard this, um, I don't know if it has any significant traction, but I would actually like this hire is Pipel from Rutgers. I agree with you. Uh, I look. I look at Rutgers. I look at That's Rutgers. Similar vein to Providence. Same, same thing as Providence. Yep. The way they play and everything. Yep. Um, and and he has a like again. I don't know. If I doubt this is going to be the higher, but he also is weirdly banging down the doors of the mass rivals AAU program. So like one, which I think is brilliant because there's no real power in New England. I guess you could say UConn, but. New England's kind of open for the pickings and they have a ton of talent in New England for basketball on the prep side um, and in the high school side. So I love what Pykele's doing, trying to transition up north a bit. Yeah. Um, listen, I'd be in on Pykele too. I, I don't know how realistic that is. It seems like Rutgers is giving him support as well, you know, um, yeah. but he is that kind of grit and grind type coach, you know, when gritty, not pretty. Um, but his teams are tough as nails and he's gotten some dudes there too, you know, like, like Cliff, uh, Amayuri. Amayuri, yeah. 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 That guy's a monster. Um, so yeah, I, I would be open to Pykele too, but I don't know how realistic that is. Um, but I mean, all sources are indicating that it's going to be Kim English and maybe they announce it tonight or tomorrow. We're recording this podcast uh, at, at like around six o'clock uh tuesday night um it wouldn't shock me if they're if they announce it tonight or tomorrow um mm-hmm. and you know what i will say i would like to just get this all behind us now and focus on the program going forward um 
And I will also say, if they do announce tonight, I will do an emergency space. If you're listening to this on Tuesday night, um, I do plan on taking a spaces day off because I literally spent the last three days on spaces for like nine hours. Um, but I love it. I, I do want to say thank you for everyone that tuned into them. We got great showings. Um, I may BOC a believer in spaces. I, well, I just didn't. I didn't really know about spaces until I came in. I came on yesterday, and because most of the time you start these, I'm already because I'm an old man. I'm already asleep. Um, so I I was I came on last night and. It was a whole cast of characters, and the, and I mean that in the best way. Like it was awesome. I, in the span of five minutes, I turned into an instant believer. Yeah, it, it, I'm, was, I'm, great. it was great. Yeah, yeah. But and, hey, um, one one thing I'm looking at, um, <laughs> George Mason's best player, who averages, uh, he's got one year of eligibility. He averages sixteen and eight. He's a six ten forward. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah. So uh, who knows what happens there with that one? I'm trying to see if there's anything else that jumps out to me. I, Wait, BOC, like, if if um, he brought him over, do you think um, you know that's in poor taste? No, no, I know what you're doing. Wait, wait, wait. Well, why don't you think it's in poor taste, BOC? Because, well, one, because he's uh, going to be a grad transfer, and no, also no, not about that though. Come on, you got it. Because it's not in conference. No. One more crucial. What, what period are we in right now of college basketball for George Mason in Providence? Wait, I, I'm not I'm not following. The offseason, BOC. It's the offseason. It's not <laughs> hijacking a season by poaching a coach and a player and Eddie Lampkin and all this. Oh, my God. I, I do. I agree. I, I cannot believe that. Lash on you. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm okay. I'll, I'll take the beating. That's all right. Um, I'm a grown man. I can handle it. I'm a man. I'm I'm 33. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's pathetic that I'm looking at George Mason's roster right now. This is like where has what has happened in the past week? Good God, I'm literally looking at the stats for George Mason's team. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are right now, POC. Um, but yeah, I, again, I just want to thank everyone for for following along um you know you guys have been great and i've received like a ton of good feedback from you all and i really appreciate that um you know continue to follow along with the site you know just because cool is gone doesn't mean we're gonna stop um because again i'm a believer in this program i think we have investment i think we have fan support i think we have um a, a good thing going here and if egg cooley thinks Georgetown is is much better. I, I think we can easily prove them wrong. That's not, you yeah. know. I'll, I'll say one final thing here. Whoever is named the head coach, and it's looking like it's going to be Kim English, he's going to have the backing of the fans, the school, everybody who supports Providence in a way that no other coach has ever had. Coming in, it, yeah. It, it, it is going to be a wave of support. This, this next upcoming season, and I think the really good thing, is there's going to be some patience too. Like yep. I, I think say Cooley did return due to everything that's transpired. He was going to be on a very tight leash and the fans were not going to be happy with him one way or another. It would have been a very toxic environment. I'm actually happy. Like the way it went about sucked. I'm ha- happy. He decided to leave because there was no way it ended well for Providence and Ed Cooley. If he returned this next year. 
Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm on, under the belief that, you know, winning cures all and the team they would have put together this offseason would have erased any of those. But I get it. Like, people were, you know, now that we can unequivocally say that the season was hijacked, like, I guess that's still an opinion, but, like, uh, the the dots don't lie, BOC. The dots don't lie. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so – Continue to follow along. We'll have coverage on the coach. We'll have coverage on his first off season. Um, a lot more good stuff coming from the province crier. And um, again, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We're out for our time. See you later. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke when I'm way up on the hoop, Cross over, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school PC, you know we on go, ayy Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ayy Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, ayy I'm the alpha dog, Diallo They was sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage And he see me bumping, so we gon' let him have it, yeah They don't want no static, we at the top just like the attic This year we taking over March Madness Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah David Duke when I'm way above the hoop, eh Cross over, I might throw the hell of you Heard they sleeping on me, well let's take them back to school Man up in my city, I'm the truth